Hello everybody, it's Randy Seltzer here. Welcome back to my real estate podcast. Uh, today, once again, we have a very special guest uh, joining us today. It's, uh, I'm here today with Maricel Ramos and she is a financial consultant. Welcome Maricel. Thank you, Randy. <laughs> nice to have you here today. Thank you so much. And um, anyway, so we met briefly through a, a networking group and um, you come highly recommended to me as someone who is an expert when it comes to planning uh, uh, financial stuff for people. And I understand that your specialty is helping small business owners or business owners in general uh, with their financial planning. So Maricel, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background uh, in financial planning? I've been in this business for six years now. Uh, I was an accountant for over 10 years prior to this. Okay. I was in the corporate finance position when uh, I was found. Great. I understand you were working downtown Toronto for a lot of that time. That's right. I was in a director role when they found me and I was living downtown. And uh, I just found an opportune time to, uh, I decided to just start my business. So, and you, how long have you been here now? Six years. Six years. Okay. And, um, and I understand your background. You were an accountant, have a specialty that you specialize uh, helping business owners, both small, medium, and large business owners with their financial planning. That's right. I actually, um, when I was an accountant, I actually moved towards corporate finance. Uh, so I learned how to be strategic. Uh, I worked with VPs from many departments, okay. so at advertising, marketing, operations. Uh, so I learned how a business owner thinks, I think through my accounting role and good. dealing with them. Good, good. And um, the reason why I decided to leave that role was because I feel that uh, you know I provide much value, I guess. I have more outreach in this uh, type of So you can provide greater value doing what you do now than what you did as an accountant. You must talk to a lot of different businesses, all kinds of types. I'm sure there's small, single owner uh, businesses and large companies with with hundreds of employees. Uh, What drives you to do what you do? What's the most important thing? What motivates you when you're going to see a new client, for example, a new business here in Mississauga or wherever? What motivates you to go out and meet with them? I know there's a gap in the industry in terms of the service level that's being provided. You know, whether, uh, for the most part, a lot of people are dealing with the banks and uh, in terms of what the banks are able to offer in terms of a a real financial plan, incorporating estate and tax planning. Um, I know and very confident when speaking with a business owner that I can provide value and I can identify those gaps. Great. Get to know them. So I know from my own personal experience that the, the banks do provide financial planning. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that I, I'm sure it makes sense to anybody that there would be a certain limit to how much planning advice or how much expertise they could give you. So you being more specialized, yes. uh, you're going to provide a greater level of, uh, of expertise. That's right. Um, I even do simulated tax returns. So my specialty, so my niche within the niche is really integrative tax planning between private corporations and the family tax bill. So I look at withdrawal strategies from the corporation, so normal income and investment income that's being withdrawn from the corporation and how that affects the family tax bill. So not just your personal tax bill, how it affects your wife's tax bill. So this is this is pretty advanced stuff and pretty. Oh, h- hang in there, folks, listening to this because I know it's a little bit dry. Come on, Maricel, you know it is. But I know anyone who has their own company or their own business, this could be very valuable uh, information for them. So, in talking to all these different businesses over the past six years, what is one of the things that you you must have come up against some surprises when you're talking to business owners? What's one of the things that surprised you the most uh, when you meet someone and they're describing their financial situation to you? I just learned by speaking to many business owners not to assume 
certain things. Okay, so when I meet with a new uh, individual, a new business right. owner, I, I learn to just uh, have a clean slate, okay? Like, I don't have any assumptions. It's just because um, what I learned is that not everybody has the same values that I have. Okay, so Well, I you're talking my language, Marisol, yeah. because I have the same issues in real estate. It took me a long time, it, it really, it took me a long time to understand that everybody's different. And in my business, I would show people a house, and I would love that place, and I couldn't understand why they didn't like it. Or vice versa, we'd go into a place that I didn't think was special at all, and they'd be raving about it. And then the light bulb went off, and I realized that not everybody's the same. Everybody right. has different values, different things that's important to them. So we're on the same wavelength there. And so once you've found out you know, what's important to a client, uh, where do you go from there? I guess you probably structure uh, you know, what's important to them with whatever you're going to propose in their, in their financial stuff. That's right. I mean, I have a general process in terms of discovery meeting, but when it comes to the solutions, that's when I start tweaking. Okay, so I never assume a business owner wants to, you know, uh, leave the business for their children um, or leave their whole financial legacy to their children. Some business owners are happy enough to have provide education for their children. You know, so, <laughs> but that's no, a I hear what you're saying. Some want to give it all to the kids and some maybe you think it might not be the best thing for them that's right. to give them everything. Important to listen to the client for sure. And that's how mm -hmm. I really customize it. I can tell you get into some very technical and very advanced uh, issues in terms of tax planning uh, for small businesses. I can, I can tell that. What is something about, for example, tax planning as a business owner? You, you meet a new person. So what, what's yes. one of the, something that most people don't know or most people, most small business owners wouldn't typically have going for them uh, that you one of the things that you very often help them with people think about uh, their accountants helping them with tax planning they just think of salary versus dividends and the options right. and uh, you know when they meet with this with business owners um, they're always asking me what is the right mix and I tell them it, it depends it really does you know, uh, salary versus dividends when you withdraw from the corporation, in the end, the taxes are essentially the same because of the integration system in Canada. The difference is the timing of when you're being taxed. So it actually affects your cash flow. That's the major piece that I find that's missing. Okay, it's either you're catching up on the taxes owing, but ultimately you're owing this, the same. But when I look at uh, salary versus dividend withdrawals, I don't only look at normal business income that's being withdrawn from the corporation. I look at investments that are held within the corporation, what type of investments, right? So are we withdrawing dividends, are eligible or non-eligible dividends, uh, capital gains, and uh, there's different ways of withdrawing investment income from the corporation. Now your customer base, uh, are they spread out throughout the GTR? Are you, are you only in Mississauga? Or I know you also work out of the Toronto office. A lot of my clients, uh, professional clients, like my doctors and lawyers are in Toronto. Okay. Uh, but a lot of my business owner clients are in Mississauga. So, so they keep you busy all over, all yes. over the GTA. What would you say after you've uh, uh, consulted with a client and given them uh, business advice, tax advice, financial advice, what would you say is the thing they love the most about the service that you provide? I would say that they would say that I'm uh, really reliable. I'm very confident when I provide my solutions uh, such that I would actually coordinate with their existing advisors. Uh, so I do a lot of consultation, but I would work, I would work with their accountant and their lawyer to help oh, implement see. the plan. Oh, okay, so, so you, work in, you can work also together with their existing accountant, their existing lawyer, perhaps their existing financial planners or whatever 
uh, you, you can kind of synchronize that to work with that team. Well, I would I would be the financial planner. You'd be the financial the, planner. Yes, I would okay. be the financial but the, planner. But you're not yes. taking the place of the accountant or the lawyer. They, no, that's right, yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't do tax filings. I, right. I do simulate returns so that when I'm proposing investment strategies, I know what the tax bill would look like. Well, you're braver than me. I hate doing my tax filings. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I do simulate it, too. Yeah, simulate so. <laughs> Oh, that's like double trouble. Oh, my goodness. The average business, in terms of a, of a would they see a, an a increased return on their investment or less taxes to pay? What's, what are some of the benefits of proper financial planning that uh, any business could get from dealing with a company or, like yours or dealing with you? What, what's some of the things that a company can uh, get? Well, when I look at returns, um, you know, when I'm comparing what I'm able to offer and what the banks are able to offer, right. I would say the returns are comparable in terms of market because I always compare it to the benchmarks. Okay. Okay, so I never, my value proposition is not related to returns on the market. I focus on what we can control. So when I'm looking at wealth planning, I look at compartmentalizing your wealth so that, you know, during those market downturns, we're able to, we know where to withdraw from based on the different asset classes that you may have. Okay, okay. so whether we have real estate or you know, mutual funds, you have permanent insurance, uh, you know, whether it's through TFSA, RSP, I can suggest where to withdraw from, okay? So, okay. Um, so yeah, so, Interesting. I mean, yeah, so in terms of a rate of return, I would look at uh, net of tax rate of return, but also look like, Makes sense. Uh, I would also look like, uh, I look at um, savings on interest and savings on taxes. So that's the opportunity cost of not working with me. It's not just rate of returns on the market. So they might, they might do the wrong thing. They could they could withdraw the wrong asset or, and, right. and lose out somewhere. That's right. Uh, trigger taxes and sell real estate and, you know, mm -hmm. not knowing that we can do a debt swap, you know. So it, it transferring some of the mortgages from principal residence to perhaps rental properties, you know. So I might have some customers for you, <laughs> let me tell you. What is your ideal customer in terms of... Uh, you're working more, I'm, I'm assuming, with higher net worth people. What's the typical uh, client that you're dealing with? Now, the, again, it's mostly businesses, I understand, but you also deal with some individuals, correct? Um, my client base now is focused on business owners looking oh. for succession planning. Ah, okay. So they're looking to transition. What do we do with the business when I retire? That's right. Yes, right. that's my. That's the clients that I'm... Uh, do we give it to the kids? Do we sell it? Do we... That's right. We, wind it down what do we do that's right i work with other business consultants uh to help find buyers and sellers i mean that's their role but my role is to help them prepare for when they trigger that transaction interesting stuff marisol <laughs> uh, do you have any questions for me and i know we before we got on the interview you were telling me that you were just down at the mississauga or the port credit uh yacht club and you you're going to be a part of that so We'll, yes. we'll, we'll put in a plug for them. <laughs> sure. If people hang out there, they can meet you there, right? Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm there often enough that uh, I think they hinted to me that I should just become a member. <laughs> <laughs> I use their pool. I get invited because my friends uh, invite me there for lunch. Nice. Um, so Nice spot to hang out, I <laughs> yes. think. Wow. My favorite place in the saga is Port Credit. I yes. spent a lot of time there when I was studying uh, okay. I live down there. Well, it's it's a lovely place for sure. We used to go to Snug Harbor quite a bit. Okay. And I yes. uh, haven't been for a little while, but it's probably time to go back there. And I love Port Credit, although the traffic seems to be getting worse all the time. I don't know what to say. 
it's just too popular, like everything else. You know, yeah. a great place becomes popular, and then there's cars everywhere. Um, so that's your favorite place to hang out in Mississauga. And what would be some of the things you like to do? On a personal note, we haven't rehearsed this. Tell us a little bit about yourself, what you like to do, what are your interests. Uh, you mentioned the yacht club, so I'm assuming you'd like to go sailing maybe. And <laughs> what are some of the things you like to do? I go on a sailboat. I wouldn't, uh, I would rely on the, the pros for that. <laughs> Just like I'm a pro for what I do, yeah. I would rely on the pros I for that. I hear you. Yes. Um, I spend a lot of time working. Uh, you know, I'm in Toronto a lot. Uh, you know, I'm usually at the Yorkville area, okay. but when I'm in Saga, I, I feel like this is my um, my time to be low-key. Yes. I usually uh, spend a lot of time at the Meadowvale Conservation Area. And, oh, great. Uh, yes. Okay, great. And I know you have a daughter, so you, you like to go to the conservation area and, and hang out there and get into nature a little bit. That's right. That's yeah, where I, all my bright ideas come from. I think that all of us need to, especially in such a big city where we live now, that it's it's great to get out into nature. I'm like you. Find a 20-minute walk in a ravine somewhere, and I come out all refreshed. And it's just wonderful. I don't know what it is. See, yeah. You don't even have to do anything, but just be around the trees. And I find it recharging all the time. Yes, I think studies came out. <laughs> when you're hanging around, especially if you're spending a lot of time downtown Toronto, yeah. man, it's all concrete and... You need to get that break. Yes, I do love it. I love Toronto, but exactly, it's the two different worlds I love. You yeah. know, so yeah. you get the best of both worlds. I think. Absolutely, I think so too. And it's so close. I mean, I love Mississauga too. I lived in Toronto for many years. Okay. I moved out here in 1991, and uh, it was different back then. Mississauga was like living in the country at oh, that right. at that point. But it's still great. I still love crossing that 427 coming home. Right. It's a great feeling. I grew up in Mississauga. Oh, did you? Yes, that's why a lot of my network is here too. That's why I, t I tend to operate in both cities because my uh, professional network is in Toronto, uh, but a lot of my, you know... So you went to school in... <coughs> excuse me, you went to school in Mississauga? And, yes. And yeah. where'd you go, to U of T? I started at U of T for economics. I learned it was not my passion. Okay, I, I could understand yeah. that. I could relate to that, yeah. Yeah, so I transferred my credits to Ryerson uh, to finish my accounting degree and uh, went on to the CPA program. Awesome, yeah. awesome. Boy, you got willpower to get through that, I think. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I would say. <laughs> That's great. Um, so what is the best way uh, for customers to, to get in touch with you, anyone listening to this podcast today, if they'd like to call you or, or text you? or What's the best way? Sure, uh, my cell phone would be the best way. Um, can, can we give that out on the podcast? Sure. And my cell phone is 647-862-5280. Uh, so I usually have um, monthly seminars. So, oh. Yes, yeah, so if anybody want, would be interested to attend, they just, you know, reach up. Hey, I would like to go to that. Where, are, yes. where, where do you hold them? Uh, different places. The last one I held was at St. George's. Uh, Good golf club, I hear. That's right, yes. Yeah. Uh, the next one is at the Donalda Club. That one I don't know. Where's that? Uh, North York. Okay. Yes, so I have it all over the GTA. And that's like once a month or? Once a month, I'm out there. Right. Yes. If someone wanted to check that schedule, is it somewhere on a website where they could look it up? No. Just, it's they got to call you. <laughs> they have to call me. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right, so once again, um, let me just find your mobile number. So it's 647-862-5280, and it's Maricel Ramos, financial planner. And thank you so much for coming down and meeting with me today. It's been a pleasure, and I hope we get to meet again soon. Oh, for sure. Thank you, Randy, for having me. You're welcome. Thank you.